Hello and welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Today we have none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we've got a very special uh, kind of Scottcast for you, don't we, Ian? Probably. I don't, I don't know what we have planned. Depends on what special means, right? Yeah, I feel like we say that every every week, and sometimes it is special, and sometimes we're just gaslighting y'all. Yeah, we do that often. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to go into it thinking it's about to be special. Yeah. Like, if you go into it thinking it's going to be crap, thinking it's going to be blasé, thinking it's going to be bad, you're not going to deliver a fantastic performance like I'm doing right now. I'm, like, ripping through this pod. That's true. I've got myself a coffee. We went to Batch. Uh, no, I didn't go to Batch. We went to a liquor store, got some Batch Brewing beers. That's right. <laughs> That's what you hear on the pod. What are we drinking today? Oh, it's the the Gentle Jack Jones. Gentle Jack Jones. And it's got a picture of a man pulling like a hand plow, wearing overalls kind of through a field. Yeah. You know. It's a nice brown ale. Uh, it's, it's got a silky body, according to the can. Silky body, brewed with Morris otter, brown malt, and a touch of rye and oats. Sounds delicious. It sounds like a working man's sandwich of a beer. Tastes delicious. It does. It's simple, to the point. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want a nice beer, but I don't need no light mamby-pamby beer. That's right. And I don't need no hoity-toity IPA. Give me a good gentle Jack Jones brown ale, because I just got done plowing a field. Saying? That's right. So today... The crux of our special episode is we're trying to salvage another episode I recorded that is absolutely unsalvageable. Mm-hmm. But I'm the pod king. I'm about to go on another podcast and do a guest appearance on that podcast. And I need to prove to myself that I'm the pod king to get my confidence up. And the best way to prove that I'm pod king is by taking the world's worst podcast recording over Skype and mm-hmm. turning it into podcast gold. And to do that, I needed my trusty right-hand man, fan favorite Ian Dixon, to join and help me kind of judge this this thing. Yeah. And not only that, to be a pod king, you need to have like an empire, right? Like to be a king. If you don't have an empire as a king, then you're not really... What are you doing? Yeah, if you there's know? no kingdom, what are you king of? Yeah, you're just, you're just a bully in a small town. That's right. So, you know... I want to be a king, and in order to be a pod king, you need to have other podcasts like under your control. So I'm thinking to myself, Tim and Drew show's dead. David wants to pod more. Let's see what happens when we get Drew and David together. Yeah. You know, DMZ and Sneaky D. D&D. D&D. That's right. So I've I've got a little eight minutes, ten minutes of sample pod called the pilot pod of D&D. Yeah. From Scott Cass presents Sneaky D and D, and we're gonna we're just gonna kind of listen, pause, comment, listen, pause, comment, and stuff like that throughout. Yeah, and we're gonna assess these people on their pod worthiness. Are mm-hmm. they genuinely doing a good job potting, a mm-hmm. good potting, or are they kind of going off the rails? Are they incoherent? Are they? Are they somehow doing worse than Scott Cast would as a pilot? Do we want them under our flag? Yeah. You know? So that's kind of what we got to approach. I try to keep it to topics we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. So that, like, we're not... They're not getting an unfair advantage in content. And we know, like, okay, where could have this gone? We've already done it. And we've done well. Let's see how they do it. Yeah. Maybe we're putting them at a disadvantage by doing that. You think? If they were, like, didn't want to... They wanted to be original, but we'd, we've already like done our, our manifest destiny thing and moving to the, the frontier of these topics. That's very true. But to be clear, they tried to be original, and I don't think it would be fair to show that either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's start with the benchmark material. Let's see what we got. Now, there's a I'm handle right so there. i so much trouble. You got in trouble? I'm right, you are. Well, not yet, but I will be. Hey, it's worth it, man. For it's the pod. sacrifice I make for Scott Cast. I for the glory that. of Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Already, I'm liking their attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, 
they know who to praise. Dave's kissing some ass. Dave's kissing ass. And like, if you're going to be a uh, part of a podcast network, mm-hmm. you're going to want to kiss the ass of the pod king in the network. Right? Yeah. You know, so right away I'm feeling good about their stewardship of this promising start. I don't fucking know anything about Scarcast anymore. I try to keep up, but I can't anymore. You can't keep you up? You can't. No one can. <sighs> Not even Scott. Scott can't even remember his own shit. I remember. <laughs> I remember my show. I remember. I remember more than you do half the time. Uh, there's there's something suspicious here. So what's happening? Another good sign. Drew immediately knows this is not a normal podcast. Mm-hmm. He catches on. This is this is Drew's always been kind of like a beast. Yeah, you know. Same with David. That's why I think they're kind of a good pairing. He's like mm-hmm. a weather beast, and David's more like a organic beast. Okay, you know what I mean? No, nope. like a storm <laughs> versus a wild moose. David's more of a wild moose. So like Drew can kind of like sense. When like there's when the climate's not right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if he uh, continues being astute. Well, I mean, really, you're our entertainment correspondent. Yeah, we, we oh. needed the entertainment correspondent. Uh, we started referencing movies and stuff like that, and I was like, Which shit, we need to get time. we need to get the big gulp man out. We need to get Drew from DMZ in to give us <laughs> his opinion. It's real distracting because David looks like he's he's hiding from a school shooter right now. His camera is so close. <laughs> so right away, uh, I'm giving a. Okay, I'm gonna have to edit this man mm-hmm. pretty consistently. You know, this is already an edited clip. Yeah. You know, uh, but to be to be clear, David really did have his face like like he was skyping through his phone mm. to talk to us. And he had his phone like a less than a foot away from his face at all times, so it did look uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I've heard that reference <laughs> to holding a phone too close to your face. You know, I'm not one to like put that kind of uh, joke in the air, but you know, Drew is willing to make those kind of sacrifices of his own, you know, <laughs> reputation in yeah. life. So that's great. Scott, if you fucking cut that out of this episode, you're a fraud. Because that's why you're going. Fraud. A shot and fraud. Shot and fraud, David said. And honestly, he issued that challenge to me. And now I feel really compelled not to cut that joke out. Even to the point where I haven't cut it out yet. I'm yeah. presenting it on this here's secondary pod. Being like, let's... Let's see if we can actually make this joke work on a podcast by being meta about it. Mm. You know, I'm not going to discuss much about it, (laughs) but like, yeah, that joke's there. Yeah. It was very topical and relevant, Mm -hmm. which we're not good at. Like, we're always referencing like Sun Ra and shit. Right. Uh, I think that's that's part of the magic of the pod is uh, we don't really have the, the PC limits that like someone on television or radio would have. That's true. Our our broadcast medium is wide, like unless we really piss people off. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure someone that has the potential to piss a lot of people off. It does, but it doesn't have um, to reach to piss a lot of people off. Right. Right? Watch. This is what, like, catapults us. <laughs> it's like, the, and we just rise to fame. And you know what? There's no bad publicity. There might that's be. That's what they say. I don't know if that's right. But, I mean, the the controversy would drive us to have more than 12 listeners, right? Probably. So. Probably. Could be a good thing. But everyone kind of forgot Jared Fogle when he started getting a lot of publicity, right? You know, the pedo? I remember that he was a pedo, yeah. Yeah, the foot-long subway guy. Yeah. He walked to subway in college, lost 3,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. Then he started a foundation and became a pedo. When did he lose publicity? Well, I don't think he would have been discovered as a pedo if he hadn't like uh, been the subway guy. Well, yeah, that's true, but like so maybe that extra uh, attention was didn't work out for him in that case. Um, I'm glad no. it happened though, that, right? Because that's not good, right? But I am saying that it was publicity and it did raise his profile significantly, right? At least for like a month, and now. 
you can't even go to Subway without thinking, oh, you, you. Yeah. It's no longer eat fresh place. It never really was. At the height of Jared Foglemania, where everyone was just like, wow, he really did lose like 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. And look at him. He's such a sprightly, nice, like neighborhood man kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, you know, it kind of felt like you were eating fresh, more so than like a going to Wendy's or going to McDonald's or Maybe. something like that. Their their bread always tasted like chemicals. That's true. But I think I always ate chemicals as a kid. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't notice then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Drew is like that, but he his meter goes in the same direction of bad publicity versus yeah. good publicity. He goes for well, those. I'm saying if we are going to have a... If we're going to have somebody that pushes those boundaries, it's good to have that fall guy and not, that's not, Scott Cass is not responsible for what Drew says. That's right. That's exactly, that's why I bring this stuff to you. You know, I'm the God King here and yes, everything I say is correct and wise Mm -hmm. and omniscient and all that. We all know everyone, yada, yada, tired of hearing the prayers, guys, but in reality for Scott Cass City, this is a logistical operation. I need to consult Ian, and that is exactly what I needed to hear, that someone else would take all the blame for everything I do if I just <laughs> spring them under my wing. Let's see how he gets himself out. So, Well, that's a good way to start. Just start off the podcast with this part. David, why are we starting our own podcast? We don't need I don't Scott. know, man. He's holding us back. And they are getting on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to let them think that I'm holding them back. But, you know... I'm going to only prop them forward. Like, what would you guys talk about? We can talk about working out while working out the stress of being a school shooting survivor. So I'm going to bench press. Okay, Drew, I need to tell you the reason why we got you on. Uh, Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay, here's why. Um, I I am going to be a guest on someone else's podcast. And I'm concerned that when I get on this person's podcast, I'm going to be too much of a dick. I'm no longer concerned about that. (laughs) (laughs) So you were taking my advice and uh, consulting with Drew about how to be just the right amount of dick? Exactly. And And then he made a a Parkland joke. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I realized at that point that I don't need to actually learn. So you're, I mean, you're like... I'm saying you must be like a five-star therapist. Like, you know exactly the right mm-hmm. advice to give. Like, did you know that I wasn't going to actually learn techniques from him, but I was just going to learn, like, to look at him in a comparison way? Not really. This is all just this is all just happy coincidence? Yeah. It just worked I mean, out? Sometimes that's how it works. Just life? Happy yeah. coincidences? Like, I mean, I, I was telling you about how I've got those interns at work. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I don't know if it's just because like we're nearing the end of their internships and they're like wanting to kiss ass or something because I like I have enough to like evaluate them at the end. But I've been getting compliments about oh how much they've learned and I'm like man really I feel like I'm doing a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've seen progress, but like I I I had hoped for uh, more from myself I suppose. What did you What do you think you lacked? Uh, I think uh, it's been hard to juggle all the requirements of my actual job with like giving them all the tools that they need. And I think we've, I mean, we've, we've done the best we could with what we had. And we had like that, that freak week where we had all the snow and everything was closed for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Do you think that held you back? I mean, it doesn't help. (laughs) Right. It's like the more exposure they have to things, the better and... We we kind of had some barriers. I mean, and you're also you know. putting in so much effort in Scott Cast City, right? And so that's like I don't know. Am I a genius, or do things just kind of work out sometimes? And I th- I'm like happen to be there. I think things work out more when you're involved. I'll take that credit. You know, like imagine if it was somebody else. You know, coaching these <laughs> interns. You know, like how much chaos it could be could a lot worse. Sued. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe a man skill like the the level of resolution a man has that you measure isn't how much accomplishments he undergoes or whatever. Yeah. Accepts or I don't know how many accomplishments he has. 
but how little chaos happens around him. Mm-hmm. You know, as someone who's has chaos descending upon you, like in freakish ways, yeah. like, you know, your car killing you or, right. hey, look, it's a room of arsenic. <laughs> things that happen in your life. Yeah. Chaotic things, outcomes don't typically happen to you. Well, uh, and that's the thing is like, sometimes it's good to have that chaos because you got to learn to deal with that because that's life. Yeah. And that's why we need Drew and Dave on the pod. Yeah. Because they're chaos. They're life. So I was, I was exposing you in my, in my advice to consult with Drew to a controlled dose of chaos. Right. Because no matter what, he's still in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, distance. Let's check it out. Let's see what, let's see how they go. We're only like two minutes into the <laughs> Drew and Dave show, by the way. Uh, you, me. you are going to be too much today. Yeah. So I talked to Ian about this and he was like, what you need to do is talk to Drew about what being a dick really means. Because he's the expert on being a dick. <laughs> yeah. But oh, just yeah, the, like a lovable dick. So here's dick. the thing. I got the dick. worst fucking short in my microphone. It's. I have to explain here. He started pontificating and probably the only lucid moment he had on the pod mm-hmm. about what he thought about being a dick was. And his microphone shorted out. Oh, <laughs> and of course. Like, so the wisdom that I might have gleaned and been able to reflect here today for you folks mm-hmm. is not there. Instead, it's all just this chaos, which really, let's be honest, how much wisdom can you glean from chaos but the exposure to it thus and so we continue super unfortunate uh, yeah uh, but we're good dude, now dude uh, drew you need a microphone scott and i will hook you up bro i never consented to this <laughs> dave, dave is so close to his fucking camera <laughs> <So> <laughs> hey <laughs> dude, your hair is so long now I just haven't cut it in about seven months. Yeah, I just want to grab it. Jesus Wait. The following part is pretty uncomfortable if you're uh, not used to being sexually assaulted with words. Mm. From behind? You know, like, I don't want to... No, 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 no. You're misinterpreting it. Your face is already misinterpreting it. I want to face you face to face. I'm looking at the webcam, so we're face to face. I want to look at you, and then I want I want to I want to put my hand. <laughs> I want to put my hand. Thank Thank God I put in my 128 gigabyte SD card for this. I want to. I, want to I got all night, baby. I grab those fucking rocks and bring you in with my other arm, fucking tight, fucking showing my biceps off. I just want to bring you in. And well, I just want to fucking kiss those luscious hey. fucking lips. Like, grab those fucking Drew. thick auburn locks of yours. This might be a good time to talk about that uh, that photo. Oh, oh yeah, the photo. Yeah, the, uh, Drew sent in a photo that he would like uh, to represent him. Um, Not the penis photo. A this, separate photo from the penis photo. This one's actually, you can, like, show children it and... I don't think too much bad would happen. Yeah. So what were your impressions receiving this? Well, the first impressions I, mean, I had was... I'm sure you weren't surprised at all, but... They were, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> the shock value withdrew. Like, just given overall exposure, not really there anymore. He mm-hmm. says something, does something, shows me something. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What else would I expect? And he sends me this photo, and the first thing I think of is, oh, wow, he's really learning how to use layers on Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's well-constructed. Yeah. Yeah, so like a little fantasy image. Explain it as best as you can without leaving anything out. Um, Well, it takes place in space. I, I... Imagine it's on the moon. Just over the earth, maybe. Because there's the earth in the background there, and it's pretty close. The earth is fairly large in the in the picture. So I imagine it's like from from the vantage point of the moon. Mm. So he's in, is it him? It's him in space. He is in space. Yes. Um, 
he's riding a unicorn that's shooting lasers out of its eyes. It also has a, a machine gun mounted on it. Right. <laughs> As one would. Of course. If, I mean... A the, war unicorn. Just in case the laser eyes don't take care of things, you got that, that fifty caliber there. Yeah. And um, he's, it's sort of, uh, it reminds me of like the Putin photo where he's on horseback, like <laughs> bare chested. So you're saying like Drew and Putin have like the same kind of ideas of machismo and masculinity? <laughs> he also has like an ascot though. Yeah. Which tells me that he's down yeah. to fuck if you also have a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely part of the, like, either part of the gay community or he makes money entertaining the gay community. Yeah. Kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. And he's got, because he's just not wearing a shirt, though. And right. I, we've seen a picture of him not wearing a shirt. This is not, this is not him. his body. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some Fabio level, uh, mm-hmm. Ricky Ricardo, I don't know, um, kind of body. Riding a unicorn well, in space, shooting lasers with a machine gun mount on it. And he's staring right in the camera. Like, yeah. Like right down the middle. And uh, it's also the the unicorns riding on top, of, on top of like piles of money and gold bars. And there is like an atomic explosion going on. Yeah. That is also a cat. Yeah, a cat. It's a money <laughs> explosion. You know, like for like all of his like explicitness and his raunchiness and his like his willingness to just grab you by the throat and say the most offensive thing to you mm-hmm. to your face just to see what you do. Like he loves cats. Yeah. He loves little kitties. He adopts kittens. He, he takes care of them and he refuses to use the term rescued because he believes that bel- belittles animals into thinking that like they that deserve rescuing. Yeah. You know? And so he's like, he's got such this soft, humane heart. But then it's like shit, like the rest of this. True. Are you even not? Are you even drinking right now, bro? <laughs> uh, Where's your drink? David is very like down to like. Make sure Drew is drinking more. <laughs> David said it was the most he's ever drinking in like his life, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm starting to question whether David knows how to drink because this is how he was drinking. Like, I didn't realize he was drinking so much like while we were setting up and stuff, but he was drinking out of like a sixteen twenty ounce like tumbler, mm-hmm. and he said it was full of vodka. Oh. So, like, he was drinking, like, maybe a little bit of juice and stuff in it, but, Mm -hmm. like, it was mostly vodka. He was drinking, like, four, eight, 12 ounces of vodka probably by now. Like, he was, he was as hammered as it gets. That's why there's no science in this podcast whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Strange, like, you put these two people's wills together. David, Drew. You'd think David would be stronger. Mm Mm-hmm. You'd think he'd be able to control the conversation. Talk about science. Really, like, because that's what happens when he does on Skycast. Right. But when he's in the presence of Drew, it's like the Drew show. Like, that charisma. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot pod over Drew. When Drew is on the pod, it is Drew's pod. Mm-hmm. Like, for better or worse, he's he's the ringleader. He's like He's just like the Joker in that sense. It's like... Joker never plays the Batman's game. The Batman's always playing the Joker's game. That's true. You know? That's that chaos right there. That's what that is. Let's see how David tries to rest so, control. You seems think? like you have to you think h- he will? harness your influence. And uh, it sounds like Drew really wants to kiss you on the mouth. He wants to you make relation. Have to, you have to hold that over him, dangle that like a carrot in order to have him do your bidding. Like, use my sexuality to, yeah. to, to lead him astray? Or <laughs> to just manipulate to, him? Just to keep him in check. Okay. Have you heard? Oh, no. I'm go Controlled chaos. Control the chaos with my sexuality. Yes. My luscious locks, as That's you right. put it. Let's, let's see how David tries to wrest control. Where is your fucking drink? <laughs> you're just hot for Scott. You're hot for you're hot number four Scottcast at gmail.com right now. You're not even. My forearm hey. is Scott Shaft, and my fist is the head. And that's everybody's significant other. So this that brings us back to our next topic, which was in the previous episode of Scottcast, you guys talked about that guy dipping his balls in that salsa. Yeah. Or no. Was it. What, what was that, Scott? So we're going to hear David's take 
and on the balsa on the balsa, you know, and he heard your balsa pun, mm-hmm. and like I, he he starts saying this stuff that is obviously scripted mm-hmm. because his drunken stupor, it like is having a hard time reaching back into the hippocampus to the right index to pull the right pun out. Mm. But you can tell these puns were written a while ago. Okay. Yeah, was, uh, an Uber driver cat. dipped his balls in some salsa because of a bad tip. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing, Scott. You should have specified that there was a there was no tip given, but there was he did get fully shafted um and that his now his he's balls deep in trouble. <laughs> I, have you been like sitting on that for like a week now? <laughs> it sounds to me like Scott's a real asshole. Is what we're this is where I think that like Drew and David might have a good podcast. Did you see how quickly Drew swooped in to fucking mm-hmm. defend David's terrible pun? Yeah. Like he was right there. Like sounds to me like Scott doesn't appreciate anything and he's an asshole. Right, David? Let's go. Like he was about to hump me like five minutes ago. Too really, yeah, and 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 now like he's launching at my throat just because I was a little disparaging to David's pun. You know, these are this is a good pod couple. You know, I think we can put them under our wing and have them do bidding. You know, I'll lure mm-hmm. Drew in with my sexuality. Yeah, uh, you can some. How how would we get David to commit to this? What are we trying to get him to commit to? Like uh, being, being on a- the Drew and David show. Mm. Because he wants to do his own podcast just talking about fitness. Well, it's a lot less work when you have somebody else. Yeah. Like maybe we'll let him use a pseudonym or something like that. Like he's David with a PH. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then, and then he doesn't have to attach his name to it. I don't know. I haven't figured Dave out yet. Really? Yeah. Like we're pretty solid on Drew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's not real ra- any wavering on, like, who's Drew, where's he come from, what's his thing. But David, you haven't figured him out. Is he a formidable rival to you, do you feel? Um, I mean, that was early in the, in the cast lore, of course. Oh, of course. Like, you've but, surpassed uh, rivalry with him, right? Yeah. It's just, uh, there's a collegial respect for for David. Okay. And what he does. Um, I haven't figured out how to manipulate David, so I couldn't give you advice on that front. Okay. So, so oh, it sounds like like just a lot of vodka, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, just give him a tumbler. <laughs> Say it's normal to drink this much, <laughs> and it's good. Moving past the taint, okay? Because that salsa, well, that sauce past was the not. Taint, moving right into it the was asshole. it was untainted. It was untainted. Ah, uh, did he stop uploading so much? Is this, is, am I, is it? This is so unusable. <laughs> you gotta realize, this is so unusable by Scott right now. What the fuck is he gonna do with this audio? <laughs> oh, I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, David has, like, a good editorial streak, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not an easy podcast to salvage. I had to bring in the special forces in the form of fan favorite Ian Dixon. Mm-hmm. But here I am salvaging the fuck out of it, and we're doing pretty good. We're nailing this down. Seems like Dave does have a weakness for uh, wordplay. He does. I don't know how we can use that against him, but... Obviously, just like give him like a carrot or two. <laughs> like when he gives a pun in the direction. Mm-hmm. Is the pun dark? Depressing? Give him a carrot. Is the pun silly and goofy? Kick him in the shin with a steel-toed boot. Because we have a certain direction Skycast is mm-hmm. going. And that's down. Down into the depths of the earth. Into darkness. And so surpass the apocalypse. You're wanting to do the, the positive punishment route. Yeah, yeah. You give him a <laughs> kick in the shin if he's bad. That's positive punishment, isn't it? Technically it is, yes. Okay, so there you go. You know, positive punishment with Scott. I'll, I'll have to find some theme music for positive punishment. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you think this whole podcast is technically a form of positive punishment to both Drew and David for wasting my time for five hours one night trying to do a podcast and they were both drunk out of their minds? Um, I guess you could call it that. I think we would. We might actually be 
reinforcing them though a little bit like we are glorifying we're, them in a way. we're paying them a lot of attention yeah it is it is a lot of attention neither of them remember anything that happened from the night mm-hmm. so this, i'm just kind of reminding them gently a little bit okay this is how this is how that podcast went <laughs> you know <laughs> let's, let's see how it continues what is he gonna do? Here, hey, Drew, do me, Drew. Damn it, I thought we were Drew. friends like ten minutes ago. God damn it, we are friends now. We've been oh, drunk together on a on a Skype three way. I don't know how you can be friends otherwise. Uh, the weekend, well, right? I'm, well, I'm just trying to figure out fuck Scott looks like goddamn Loki right now. Hey, Drew, come on, you're not even drunk. Let's go. How, answer the question. If you want to be a lovable dick on a podcast, what the fuck <laughs> would you do? Mad respect to David because mm-hmm. we're he's on topic. He's on topic. This is six minutes forty six seconds into the edited version. This is three hours and fourteen minutes in <laughs> to the unedited version, and he's still like, "We have a goal here. We need to succeed." This is why David, like, you know, if all my friends, including myself, including you, include including Sabelle. Like, David has this ironclad will to, like, just accomplish a goal. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from just, like, the way he's, like, sculpted his body as an exercise physiologist throughout the years. Mm-hmm. You know, he sculpted his, like, not, not like, in a weird way, but he's fit. Like, if you're going to be, like, in, if you're going to take fitness advice from anybody I know, mm-hmm. take it from David. Like, hands down, he's the guy I'd go to for any fitness advice. He's going to start his own podcast called One Life to Lift. And I don't think he's going to be drunk during that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think uh, we should go on like a fitness regimen planned by Sneaky D? That could be like his I'm first sure one. I'm sure I could to... benefit from it, but I... Yeah, uh, like he'll, he'll it's make... It's not something I'm super motivated for. <laughs> think about it this way. Like what if he makes like a regimen, you know, for both of us? You that... know what? I would do that as a, as a pod experiment. Yeah. Um, I could use like, I've been thinking about doing more like kind of core building because my back is just a big piece of garbage. Okay. I mean, yeah. And, like, and if I could just like, yeah, like stretching in the morning would probably be a great idea for me, mm-hmm. but I don't. And like I have recently went to him and like, I'm the laziest son of a bitch ever. Like I just want an all around workout that's. That I don't have to think about what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I hate the idea. Okay, well I've got 20 different exercises and I gotta remember them all and I gotta do them in this sequence and I gotta switch them on Wednesday. Like, look, no, I just want to do like one thing for like I don't care how long or how intense. Like, if I have to go balls to the wall with push-ups one day and then squats the other and then I don't know, like pull-ups the next. As but, long as it's as mindless as possible, just mindless. But okay, Sneaky D, you're listening to this, obviously, because this is, I'm telling you, this is your pod. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Drop a plan for Ian Dixon and I, relevant to our goals, and you can use all the content and whatever you might need from us for your fitness podcast, but we'll also use it for ScottCast for bragging rights. It'll be a good, it'll be a good cross promo. Hell yeah. Okay, let's see how drunk you get for the next two minutes. I would make fun of there you go uh, cheating spouses. Yeah, yep. I would make fun of dead kids. I would make fun <laughs> of dead spouses. Yeah, um, a lot of dead basically, people. Basically, uh, adultery and death is what I make fun of. He'd rather talk about dead baby jokes than address the real issue, which is how do you be a lovable dick on a podcast? On topic, ironclad will. This is some guy I can learn from. Mm-hmm. Look at that. What did Drew throw at him but dead babies and failed romances? Everyone's reacts to dead babies. But every single time David comes on the pod, this and that about his girlfriend. This and that about his girlfriend. Talking up a storm. I have to edit half of it out. He's all about that. And then like Drew threw like the number one weakness at him. Mm-hmm. This is where like Drew is like the Joker. That's like maniacal. Yeah. Like that choice. Dead babies and your romance is over. I know you, David. Well, I guess that's that's how you strike a, an emotional reaction from somebody. Yeah. Like strike at what like what matters to them. Yeah. Right? Like what would I go for for you? Rod one? But like I guess it's kind of the same, a little bit more richer. Do you value your I sanity? Think, um I do. 
that's that's like one of the most terrifying th- things that could ever happen. Like the thought of having like Alzheimer's oh, or like yeah? a degenerative brain disease. I would oh that, that's like it's the worst. That's like the end. Yeah, that's the end before it. I has would to rather be. you just kind of take me out to pasture and put a bullet in my head, man. I'll remember that. I mean, that's <laughs> I'll save this audio. <laughs> that's probably not like. That's probably offensive to anyone who has a loved one who has uh, Alzheimer's. Or in terms of my values, that's you know, in high school, I was like, uh, it's like not a good-looking dude, not real big or strong, and so like I had to value something that I had uh, stock in, mm-hmm. and intellect was something I had. <laughs> it was the easiest pasture to farm. So I was like, hell, man, that's, that's what life's all about. I just, guess this is where the sun shines for me. Just learn all the shit you can. And if that if that were to ever go away, it'd be like, oh, fuck, nothing. So that's that's like a, a, a deep set fear of mine. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer to go out on top rather than uh, go through like a loss of that. I get that, man. I mean, I kind of have a similar thing going on in my life right now. Not brain disease, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, what if I become one of those people like who who gets like throat cancer, Mm -hmm. even just out of nowhere or something like that? And like all of a sudden, destroy your pod kingdom. Like I can't pod anymore, (laughs) or like I'm potting like Stephen King. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was like, what happened to Stephen King? <laughs> I mean, he writes well. <laughs> I guess that's good. <laughs> but yeah, like, 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 I actually fear that. Like, like, some whenever I get a cold, I'm like, oh no, this is it. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, this is what cancer feels like. It's a cold. I guess everybody probably has some sort of mortality. It probably tells you a lot about somebody. Like. Okay, like, what death do you fear the most? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it excruciating pain? Is it slow and, like, mournful? Mm-hmm. Like, your degenerative stuff? Is it egotistic, like mine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it something yeah. to do with a particular sense? Is it like, I don't want to go deaf and die somehow. And I don't want to go blind. Like, what? What's what's your worst fear? Yeah. You know? And I almost think maybe I should face it, you know? Smoke a pack a day until it happens. and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what they mean by facing it. <laughs> that's like what people will say. That's what I'll say to people. <laughs> when they're like, smoking's bad for you. I'll be like, I'm facing my fears. <laughs> I'm a brave man. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I wonder what, what Drew's spot is. And I wonder if it's... Dead babies and bad relationships. Sometimes that's how we deal with our fears is humor. I mean, he's seen shit as a man. Yeah. Like, he, he was in the military and stuff like that. And, like, once in a while, like, the pod room grows dark and, like, mm-hmm. he'll relate a story that's, like, just for us. And I'm like, fuck. That's insane stuff. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's his weakness because he's already faced it and, like, like he's kind of somewhat already processed probably it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's... He just laughs about it to himself at night on podcasts. Well, I guess that's how we that's how we deal with trauma sometimes is humor. Humor and, and chaos. Yeah. He's seen chaos firsthand and he brings chaos to the pod. Like I I think that I think we might be like homing in on the on the essence of Drew. He's always fascinated me. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard many shitty podcasters who just ramble and get drunk on the on the mic and then like they claim they're hot shit and all oh, they're just stupid. And like Drew is not like that. Yeah. He, he there's some sort of magnetic charm to him. Something something about him is interesting as a person. And I and he's a little insane and it's hard <laughs> to figure it out. But I'm 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 willing to make it happen, but we're going to need Sneaky D to pod with him instead of me. Do you think you're better than him at this point? I think three full glasses of vodka, gin, and... Are you supposed to mix vodka and gin? I wouldn't. Right? I mean, vodka's pretty neutral in terms of spirits, but... Like, what's the I point? Don't, I don't know what the point would be of combining like, those two. They're similar alcohol levels, so you're basically just intermingling uh, offending Just drink flavors. gin if you want. Just pick gin, pick a vodka. 
Just yeah. maybe maybe in a row. What else? He's trying to remember what else he mixed in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What else did I drink? <laughs> Multiple <laughs> drinks in. I think that I would give a little bit more clear advice than he would. So let me just be your correspondent here, okay, Scott? Okay. When you go on somebody's podcast and they ask you a multitude of questions, and what you do is you don't talk about dead babies. You don't talk about... (laughs) Rule number one, don't talk about dead babies. Don't talk about dead babies. (laughs) It's okay to drink three tumblers full of vodka gin. (laughs) (laughs) But don't talk about dead babies. That's the number one rule politics you don't talk about religion you don't talk about these these highly controversial topics just to get um people's interests piqued about what you're talking about what you do is you come right from the heart you talk about what matters you talk about scott cassidy you talk about everything that's near and dear to your heart Okay, which hopefully includes Sabelle. I don't know why he like, ins- <laughs> like like insists on throwing me under some bus. Like, why I was he so hesitant Sabelle. about that? <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe it's it's Sabelle. <laughs> That's the girlfriend we agreed to on Scottcast, right? <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> For God's sake! <laughs> you talk about cinematography. You talk about. Everything that's important Meanwhile, to you. Drew has his ass in the camera. It was not pleasant. The man does not groom below the waist. You're talking like pantless ass? Full ass. <laughs> like like the shadow grew too quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the crack? It was just disgusting. It was ungroomed, unkempt. <laughs> And I feel sorry for his wife Christine. You know, groom it. Get that. Get get some get some undercarriage work done. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go full bleach, but like, like just clear out the clear out the woods once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody nobody wants to fill the rainforest with concrete, sir. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I feel like Drew's sending you a lot of signals. Yeah, he's, he, he want- really wants. That dick. He wants to pull my hair. He <laughs> he compares my dick to his forearm, and he shows me the deepest recesses of his ass. Let, let's see. Let's see how they finish it out. All that nonsense. Okay. You filter out that <laughs> ass crack. I know you want a, a screenshot of your DMZ correspondence ass crack right now. Let me tell you what. You're not gonna get it. Okay. It'll be the You're not gonna get Two Face Drew. You're gonna get. And that's it. That's the that was that was that's the pod. The acceptable portion. <laughs> that was the acceptable portion of the of the podcast Whew. where uh, we had Drew and Dave on. Mm-hmm. And it, look, that wasn't a good one. <laughs> but I, I feel good energy from the dynamic. Yeah, I feel like I feel like. Scott, if Scott as Scott Cast's Bod King producer man is smart, like he knows that this is like a fantastic like vehicle for something. Those two forces together. David, like the epitome of taking the chaos and forming a cohesive forward motion with it. And Drew, like like the marriage with chaos. Mm-hmm. And like I will embody and become it. Mm-hmm. I will be the wind which sweeps one's feet. Like marrying those two together. Yeah. Like maybe something amazing could happen. They should start a band. Or a band. <laughs> yeah. That seems like the the exact dynamic that they would need to be like. That would be a great band. Hot shit band, yeah. You know, like Animal on the drums, Drew. And then like. <laughs> <laughs> and David's up there with like some sort of piano or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like he's singing. What do you think? What Musically, where do you think David would be? I feel like uh, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. I feel like uh, maybe to use like a, a Beatles simile, uh, Drew would be sort of the John Lennon, sort of the loose cannon. He's, he's got some relationships that might tear the band apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dave is equally uh, talented, but more uh, focused and more organized, more of the uh, the Paul McCartney kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. A little more uh, radio friendly. 
yeah. poppy side, whereas John Lennon had some dark stuff going on. I feel like it's more like if like Nickelback and Mindless Self Indulgence tried to collaborate. Ugh, I wouldn't even want to think about that. <laughs> right? Well, no, but like, how would that even work? Ooh. Like, we're big. We're both big Mindless Self Indulgence fans. At least back in from the high school days. I don't know if you're a big. I don't know if you would like. I don't know if I would continue to. You want to identify put, myself as a, a big fan, but well, like, <laughs> but I had just some high school times where it was, uh, yeah, enjoyable. Well, I mean, so some like, good memories as a high schooler, would you call yourself a big fan? Mm-mm. Oh, not even then. You just, uh, you just, I, uh, I had a certain fondness. There was a, a time and place for that. <laughs> it wasn't all the time. Okay. Was, uh, an acquired taste. You grew out of it. Like, when would you, like, listen to it in high school? Like, were you, were you trying to get amped up or something? Um, I, I don't know that uh, I have, like, specific situations that I recall really being into that. I, I went to, uh, I spent a lot of time at this coffee shop in Old Town Saginaw. You listened to Mindless Self-Indulgence in a coffee shop? Um, it was a pretty badass coffee shop. Okay, I'm gonna say like I was definitely underage smoking in the sh- in the coffee shop. Like, uh-huh. chain smoking. <laughs> underage chain smoking. Like, yeah. Wow. There was a, a local homeless fellow who was gracious enough to buy me cigarettes when I I'd let him keep the change. It was like five bucks a pack, and I'd give him the well, it was less than five because I'd give him a five and he'd keep the change, and it was enough for him to like not just take my money. <laughs> Right, and come back and be like, "Oh, thanks, guy." And you called me homie. It was a uh, Lionel. That was his name. Okay, he's a good wow. guy. Good homeless man. I guess so. <laughs> you know, just buying some cigarettes for some children <laughs> <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> so that's where I spent a lot of time in high school. Uh, I'd go there pretty much like right after school and stay until like nine, ten, and. So you were just you were just the kid smoking, the chain smoking goth kid, and writing bad poetry in there, and that's yeah. why I listened to. You've never shown me your poetry. Oh, your I've, bad poetry. I've, I've gotten rid of all of it. I purged it. Oh yeah, I've done the same. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? It's like, oh man, if I died and someone found this, it would be really embarrassing. So I just. Uh, oh, I bet I would one up your embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> because I started writing poetry after I started listening to Tupac. Ooh, that's right. So you wrote about that life on the streets. I wrote about the streets. <laughs> you know, I keep it real. And that's why I keep it so gangster. Because everything I fucking do is so gangster. Okay, it's because everything I do is gangster. Mm-hmm. So I keep it gangster. I'm saying? Yeah. You know? And like, But like, you were like at this coffee shop chain smoking. I mean, you were at least having like real life experiences. Like I never bought a pack of cigarettes off a, off a homeless man named mm-hmm. Lionel. You know, that's a real life experience. That's like, that's like, you know, a badge on your sash. Yeah. Your life. Your life sash. Is it okay to have Boy Scout references now? Do Boy Scouts have sashes? I thought that was the Girl Scout thing. I, I thought Boy Scouts had sashes. Where do they put their fucking little, uh, little, uh, little, uh, little, uh, little buttons? I don't know. You know, TGI Friday's buttons. Where do they put them? They have like vests or some shit. I don't know. Okay, a vest of badges. Sashes for, like, beauty queens and stuff. Sashes for beauty queens? I don't know. So what, a, like, a man can't be beautiful? It's very gendered. It's, I don't agree with the Boy Scouts and their philosophies. Like, I like the idea, generally, of Boy Scouts. Like, hey, let's go learn how to fucking camp and set yeah. shit on fire and Life do squares are great. You know? But they're, they're also, like, real discriminatory i think they really are like i was watching this pen and teller like they're beyond discriminatory just about like well if you're not a boy you can't be in it there's girl scouts for that like yeah even beyond that or like they're really anti-gay and and, and like uh, anti-atheist like you can't say you're atheist yeah that's part of their pledges or agnostic so and so god blah 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 yeah, like that. Like, like, there's wiggle room in the language for a different kind of God. So, like, Jewish people mm-hmm. and Muslim people can be in it. But like, if you're openly professed to agnosticism or atheism, yeah, fuck like, you. They butt you. They they yeah. They boot you. Yeah. So, do you think Drew would last in the Boy Scouts? Um. What offense do you think would kick him out? As you know, <laughs> <laughs> something. <laughs> I think he would be. <clears throat> so comfortable with his own body that he would be construed as 
perhaps a a homosexual because he just shows up just in the sash (laughs) (laughs) sash fest yeah with a mirror hanging Mm -hmm. over his penis (laughs) exactly okay (laughs) (laughs) what do you see you just see yourself (laughs) (laughs) don't kick me out because you see yourself in me Uh, I mean, I think that's like a full Scott cast. Like we're an hour in. Yeah. And like, there's like no pauses in that. That was pretty, that was pretty solid Scott cast. Like we didn't even get to a news topic. So we can do like a whole other Scott cast after this. We could. We could. So like, what did we learn today? Boy, what did we learn? Um, we learned that when chaos faces order, chaos wins. Did chaos win? I feel like Dave had control at the end. Yeah, you think he rested control? I, mean, I think he did. I, At the end, he did. I yeah. didn't listen to the the unadulterated version, so I, I couldn't make a. I don't think any, I don't, th- I don't think anybody won at the end of the. Yeah. Un- of Everyone the loses. Yeah. Everyone was losing, and I had to figure out a way to salvage it. And because by the grace of the Pod King alone, this this podcast was able to be salvaged into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Pod King alone, and of course, his trusty archangel, uh, fan favorite Ian Dixon. Yeah, I'm I'm moving up. Archangel. Archangel. I'm still God King. Okay. But like, you know, right hand man, you know? You keep things real. That's how it rolls. So order can win. Yeah. Chaos is formidable. And overall Well they're the, the yin and the yang. Yeah. I think you need both. We do. So I guess that's what we learned. It's just the dynamicism is what we need. Yeah. Hell yeah. And also some other cool tidbits. I'm sure they're in the show notes. All right. With the super colorful, original, telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Castigators.